1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Well, things are heating up for Jim Harbaugh with the sign-stealing scandal. Hey, welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Now, latest twist and turn, Perloff. You have maintained you think that Jim Harbaugh... Is not going to get punished here, right? That especially (laughs) not this season. That is something you had maintained. Now, I would, I would uh, forgive you for thinking that, but we got some new information yesterday.
3: Yeah, it's hard to maintain that. I have a nut. Well, give the new information, and I'll tell you my new direction that this is going in my mind.
2: Okay, very good. So the latest on the sign stealing scandal is that the NCAA has now shared their findings with the Big Ten. Okay, on their investigation that's three weeks old into Connor Stallions, the low-level staffer and former Marine who was advanced scouting Michigan opponents, which is a no-no, and he was also videotaping. Okay, and not only him, but many associates of him working on behalf of him mm-hmm. were also going to games and Pre scouting to steal signs. The I mean,
3: it was only 65 people.
2: 65 people? That's not that many. <laughs> do you even, do I there even are a know? a lot of six... people
3: who work in college football, Maggie. It's <laughs> only 65 of them worked with Connor Stallions. Think
2: about, do you uh, think about off the top of your head, you, like, do you have sixty-five friends? I
3: like, would hope so.
2: Do you know sixty-five people in sports media? Maybe we probably do, but you'd have to like really sit down and think about how many colleagues do you have
3: that I could text and say, "Hey, do you want to go go see the <laughs> I- Iowa game this week?" Maybe not. It'd be hard, but listen, if you, it's everybody wants free tickets except EJ <laughs> yeah, know, apparently. So. EJ so, turned down courtside hey, tickets to the Knicks last night. Hey, you want to go to watch the Jets? Yeah, you want to go to Rutgers this week? Well, why not? <laughs>
2: But do you want to go to record? Anyway, no. do you know 65 people, 65 people were uh, allegedly employed by Connor Stallions to go and scout, advanced scout Michigan opponents. That's not an insignificant number. Meanwhile, the latest is that the NCAA has shared their findings with the Big Ten and the Big Ten commissioner, a man by the name of Tony Petiti, has now been, has proposed that Jim Harbaugh serve a suspension. Now, a lot of things could be standing in the way here, most notably the court system. They could, you know, sue to basically have a temporary restraining order that blocks the Big Ten from being able to suspend the head coach in season.
3: Why is it a big deal if they suspend Jim Harbaugh for a couple of games here? I I think that Michigan, first of all, my theory is that maybe Harbaugh gets suspended now. But they—he was suspended early in the season. It doesn't matter. He does. That was self-imposed. He he does. All right. Sorry. Well, whatever. I mean, he missed three games. Yep. So they were fine without him. The coaching is done during the week. They can still win football games without Jim Harbaugh. So here's how I think it plays out. First of all, and everything you're hearing from that locker room is like chip on a shoulder. They are fired up. I think it—it is seems like it's galvanizing the team more than hurting the team. Yes, it hurts a little. They might not have the signs.
4: But I, <laughs>
2: yeah, that part of it might be. I big. think you can't
3: underestimate where this team is. They're undefeated. They go against a Penn State offense that is. I think the Jets' assistants go coach Penn State in the, on Saturdays. Because <laughs> their <laughs> offense is so poorly coached. They yeah. do have no creativity. <laughs> moonlight Michigan has Penn a State. great chance to go to Penn State and win that game. And then Ohio State is this bizarre lost offense this year, too. So Michigan has a great chance. They say, Harbaugh should say, suspend me. And we're going to win anyway. And we're going to kick these butts. And I think the Michigan players are going to be fired up, especially if they suspend Harbaugh. And Michigan is going to come out of this, even if this penalty does happen, being just fine and being right in the Final Four. Harbaugh is going to come back for that. And it's going to be a triumphant return somehow.
2: All right. I'm not so sure that, you know, it, the schedule's a little, it's a much harder now. I know Penn State's offense is not very good. You still have to go into Penn State. It's a tough place to play. They're not favored by a lot. This is a really small line. Yeah. And if you don't, I'm not saying they could do this by this weekend, but then if you don't have Jim Harbaugh for Ohio State, I mean, that. What, does I that think make, that's a I, very big deal.
3: I do not think a head coach, What? how many decisions does a head coach actually make?
2: I don't know, 150?
3: Not really. I mean, I, does Harbaugh, he, does he call the plays? I don't think, does he? I mean, I, if he's not play calling, then no way. I mean,
2: I thought he did call I, plays, but I'm not maybe, so sure. I think that the fact that the Big Ten commissioner has proposed a multi game suspension shows here that Harbaugh's in deep. And there is a detail, which is there is no evidence that connects Jim Harbaugh to this sign stealing scandal. There is no smoking gun that connects them to the sign-stealing scandal. No documented evidence is the way they put it, but there is common sense that a low-level staffer would not be empowered to deputize 65 people to go steal signs at games. Those people need tickets. Those people might need, probably not airfare, but Connor Stallions needed airfare. He needed hotels. He needed all the logistical stuff to execute this sign-stealing scandal Yes, there might not be documented evidence that Jim Harbaugh knew anything, but come on, there has to be a common sense factor to this. Of course he would have known. Okay.
3: Yes, he does. No doubt about that. But you're being sort of little picture here. There's so much more going on. Jim Knowles, the offense coordinator of Ohio State, said 75% of teams steal signs. That's three out of four. You don't think any of them broke the rules on how they got those signs?
2: Doesn't matter. It we're, does matter. We're and then, here now.
3: No, because if the Big Ten is like, okay, Jim Harbaugh, we're going to suspend you for the rest of the season, then don't they have to suspend everybody else who's caught? And we already know that it's coming out that people had Michigan signs, so other teams were illegally stealing signs as well. I, I think this is a slippery slope you're going down because Michigan – Michigan's not dumb. You think Ohio State pays for this report on Michigan. You don't think Michigan's going to go after Ohio State and everybody else. They're all stealing signs.
2: Listen, it might be, but I don't think that the Big Ten coaches and the athletic directors would be pushing for this suspension behind the scenes, which is what we got that reporting, that they're pushing for this behind the scenes if their houses are also not in order, if they're dirty. Like, that's generally what would happen. It'd be like a mutual assured destruction, if you will, to borrow from the political sphere, where I don't want to rat out a coach because I don't want them to turn the tables on me. It doesn't look like Mm. that's a consideration right now. Have you
3: heard a lot out of Columbus Uh, from the, I don't know. Nick Saban was asked about this. He kept saying, I don't know enough about it. I'm not sure that this is, I think Michigan could bring down everybody with them. I think there's already signs of that happening. I think this is very complicated to do it in season is, is radical because most NCAA violations take about three years to suss out. So they really, really have to push it to suspend Michigan and, you know, they could take him out of the Big Ten title game. I, that would really be pushing well, it.
2: I don't think they'll do that. Now, again, like there are legal avenues here where Jim Harbaugh and the school could do a lawsuit where they would be able to prevent the Big Ten from suspending Harbaugh in season. So, as our good friend Andrew Brand always says, there will be lawyers. A lot of people are going to make money off of this. They're all going to be lawyers. And we'll eventually get a resolution in the offseason just in time for Jim Harbaugh likely to to skedaddle to the NFL.
3: So Michigan's still still on DraftKings right now. They're plus 220, the number one favorite to win it all. And I I think there's a reason the odds are so sticky here. They're going to be fired up for these games, and they have just great years to be against Ohio State and Penn State. I I, I think this all kind of works out.
2: Do you think that this is with the Big Ten commissioner proposing the multi-game suspension? So apparently under his, like, latitude, he can use the sportsmanship clause, which I know we all laugh and like roll our eyes, like college football and sportsmanship. haha. But there's two things he can do, which is like a standard penalty, which is a $10,000 fine and suspension up to two games or a major penalty, which can be anything, but you need um, like board approval from like big 10 presidents. So obviously it, t- it takes a little bit longer. I wonder if he's actually intent on doing this or are they just leaking this out to the media and to the fans yep. To be like, hey, they're actually considering a suspension when well, they'd most likely rather avoid it.
3: You know college football. They're going to eye that Maryland game. They go to Maryland their next game.
2: Maryland can be a tricky place to play.
3: Yeah. Ask Ohio State. But honestly, if, if Michigan can't win at Maryland with that team, then they're probably not winning the title anyway. I Fair. think they're going to try and get that out of the way. They want Harbaugh on the sideline for Ohio State. They want Harbaugh in the Big Ten title game. This is a business. I mean, even if they are cheating, even if, if they're caught red-handed... If you're the Big Ten, and is it Tony Petiti who's running yep. it now, he used the to former run MLB broadcast Network. guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to think of the bottom line,
2: and he knows uh, it's a television project. Yeah,
3: so. also too, I think you're underestimating how guilty the rest of the country is. It's, it's similar to the recruiting violations. You know, you can go after any SEC school, SEC school you want. They they have stuff on the other teams, and that story yesterday is trending big time. That they came out that there was a Big Ten spreadsheet of Michigan's plays out there too. So. I mean, you don't think Ohio State knew Michigan's plays?
2: Well, it was just—I think that was a little like fighting fire with fire. And I do think that we're here now, yeah, because Michigan overstepped. You always say if you're going to cheat, can't yeah. get a hundred on the test. That's your dead giveaway. And I think that Michigan overstepped. I mean, we were joking about it, but this guy Connor Stallions was deputizing sixty-five people. Yeah. It's like a fraternity. I mean, <laughs> it's that's a crazy amount of people, how he thought he would be able to, right. well, how anyone thought they'd be able to get away with this when you have that many people involved. is That's a lot of hubris. That's very short-sighted. But
3: you know how sports scandals are in the moment the flame burns as hot as possible. We always think, oh my gosh, this is going on. This is going to transform the sport. This team will never do anything. And then five years later, we look back and say, wow, we made way too big a deal out of that sports scandal. 90% of the sports sc- cheating scandals, not not the off-the-field stuff, the right. on field stuff. Feels huge at the time, then looks silly down the road. I think this is going to be one of them, and I don't think anything's going to happen. I think Michigan is going to be in the Final Four. And we're going to talk about this every day, but I don't see any real world impact of what's going on here. And I don't think the big 10 is going to come down hard. I think they're going to try and be trying to do something. I like what you just said. They're going to leak tough words and they're going to try and get one game where they can suspend them. But you really think they're going to be tough on Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. There's way too much going on.
2: I think the real life consequences of this are thus. This is embarrassing for Michigan. I think that this also leads to Jim Harbaugh leaving. And I know that's like not a huge shocker because he's literally interviewed with two NFL teams, multiple NFL teams in the last two years. But I do think this is what ultimately pushes him out. And I know they had resumed contract talks uh, on an extension. I don't think that extension ever comes. and Or if it does, I think it's not worth the paper it's printed on. And I think that he's probably going to be gone to the NFL. And I don't believe that the NFL is not going to be a safe haven for him. No shot.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would have said before all this happened, he was gone because McCarthy's leaving, the quarterback's leaving this year, and he obviously was sticking around with Blake Corum and McCarthy. Uh, I would have thought, I honestly, I think this might be the only thing that keeps him there. I think he might want, you know, thumb he's, in a, the nose. he's a big thumb in nose yeah. guy. Because he obviously, the team is, this is the year to win it. Their yeah. team, I think they're going to put 20 guys into the draft this year. It's huge. Both lines, everybody's gone. So... I mean, he's built a great program. This this might keep, you know, Jim Harbaugh, I watch him in an interview. He hates authority. He hates it. So I think that. <laughs> he this, is the
2: authority. No, I mean, he hates <laughs>
3: every. Authority. That's why he can't have a GM. He does not like to be told by anybody what to do. So I think, honestly, he could be, he could say, all right, suspend me for six games next year. I'm going to come and I'm come back and I'm going to kick your butt because of this. We'll see. I, I don't I don't know that he's an easy to predict guy. Well, I mean he was sending Connor Stallions out there with a team of hundreds taking <laughs> people. Also,
2: to your point, I mean Connor Stallions, the moment you saw that the signs that they had were laminated, come on. That goes all the way to the top.
3: You're yeah, laminating
2: I mean, signs. Clearly wait, you had you think access Jim Arba to the Arba office.
3: Had a, our card? <laughs> you had
2: access to the office. No one laminates alone. You need someone else to help you with that.
4: I think there is also when we talk about all that happens is that Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan. I mean, that alone could be a massive it's blow. It's huge. Like, think about what Michigan was before Harbaugh yeah, Brady arrived. Hulk. Brady Hoke, five and seven, six, seven and six, eight and five. He had one, yeah. eleven and twelve season. The Rich, Rich Rodriguez, seven and six, five and seven, three and nine. Like that's what they had before Jim Harbaugh. And I wouldn't be surprised. And
2: Ohio State dominance over that Yeah,
4: and Jim Trussell won every yeah. every game yeah. against Ohio State. Or Meyer won every game. Excuse me, against Michigan. So. If that is what Michigan is returning to, duels are some lean years coming their way if Jim Harbaugh does exit because of the scandal.
2: Dude, I, and I think this mm. is going to be one of the real-life consequences here. So you could say, oh, the scandal didn't matter, or everybody's stealing signs. We're talking about Michigan now. And we're talking about their school getting caught up in this and their celebrity coach getting caught up in this.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with you guys. You don't think Michigan can keep this wave of success riding? Because it's been pretty good. I think I think this might be the beginning of a new Michigan. I understand those teams were terrible. You know, it's funny thing is they never got the quarterback. Then they got McCarthy. And that's the only reason they didn't fire Harbaugh was because J.J. McCarthy was sitting there. Yep. But I, I think they can ride off of this with NIL and the transfer portal. Just get another big quarterback. I'm not sure who the coach is. But I, I think you guys are uh, you discounting the idea that Harbaugh might come back. Because the NFL might look at it. You, you know, the NFL might be scared a little bit.
2: I don't think so. The NFL loves celebrity coaches just like college does. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh games are always spicy.
3: But Harbaugh feels kind of old school right now. I think the NFL owners are looking at thirty eight year old offensive coordinators and be like, "Oh, that that's a that's a spicy thing right now." I I don't know. I think Harbaugh is is such a an odd character that you never know what he's going to do. But do, are you get betting against Michigan this year? Because I'm more on them now. They had Rick Flair there Monday. I mean, they are <laughs> they are embracing this big time. That was I, I the think, other fun yeah, detail yesterday. I think that they are going to love this role as villains, and they're going to play lights out the next three games or they'll they'll lose to Penn State but they're gonna (laughs) they're gonna be fired up I I think you're gonna see a really really motivated Michigan team
2: okay so EJ Carlos you're a big wrestling fan of course okay so the symbolism of having Ric Flair in the building for the uninitiated is what
4: a masterful troll move by Jim Harbaugh Ric Flair literally went by outside the nature boy the dirtiest player in the game
2: yeah that was his
4: nickname. Subtle. So, yeah. you bring in Ric Flair as the Big Ten NCAA Vultures are swirling around your program is look, I'm, I haven't been the big, biggest Jim Harbaugh fan, but touche to Jim Harbaugh. That is a <laughs> Tip awesome of the move. cap Absolutely. to
2: you, sir.
5: Yeah. Yeah, in the last 10 years, Ric Flair has transcended even wrestling. He's become a cultural icon. He's in Definitely. rap music videos everywhere. He's the drippiest of the drip limousine ride and jet flying. So, you know, the 16-time national champion – or national champion – the 16-time wrestling champion in your building, that's going to hype you up. I think Michigan's all in on uh, getting the title this okay. year. Oh, yeah.
2: This is another thing I was wondering. So, yes, Ric Flair has become this, like – he was a cultural icon. Now, now he's even more. But he goes to every – he's available for hire, you know? Like, that's just the reality of it. He'll come to any school. It's not because he has, like, some crazy, you know, love of Michigan. It's because he's going to get paid to go there, and that's totally fine and make all the money you can. Do you think, do 20-year-olds know this about Ric Flair? Yes.
4: I think Ric Flair is one of those wrestlers. Him and Hogan might be the only two wrestlers that you could say, I can grab somebody from the 80s, and any person would know who they are. So you
2: think young people today?
4: Yes. Yes. I go to, a, I mean, I go to wrestling events on Carlos. We literally had a wrestling event last month, and w- you walk the halls of an arena, and you'll just hear the woo yeah. from And he wasn't kids, even at that promotion He wasn't yet. even there. <laughs> right. And it's from people who are 50, it's from kids that are 15. Right. Like, it's just, he just transcends all things. So, yeah, I think that Michigan locker room probably just exploded, which is what Harbaugh kind of talked about. I, I was in Atlanta, and I was at a
3: hotel where Jake Paul had taken, or one of the Pauls had taken over the hotel. For a boxing match And he had He brought in Ric Flair So I assume The Jake Paul demographic Is what 18 to 24 Yeah,
2: 12 to So And 24. Yeah
3: Ric Flair <laughs> Is tied into that group too The other thing I, I actually When I read the story yesterday Harbaugh's been Best friends with Ric Flair For 30 years now That's awesome Can you imagine The, the friendship Of Jim Harbaugh And Ric Flair <laughs> Going through the year? They've been very, Friends be a since he was The Bears quarterback there. They're two of the craziest dudes
4: I've, I've ever seen <laughs> I, I that's being the third wheel and that and that uh get together probably not good for your health. <laughs> oh that's some, that's, <laughs> well, that's some a problem, serious reckon, intensity. No.
2: Yeah. That's some Although, serious intensity. I think Ric Flair would probably do enough for both. It seems like I I, I, watched, <laughs> I watched the documentary. It seems like he is at a lifetime of partying.
3: Yeah. Didn't he almost pass away if He years did, ago? he got a really right. serious yeah.
2: health scare. I got a chance to interview him and his daughter Charlotte together. Uh, uh, he was a little more muted because Charlotte was
3: there. Who's with me pulling money to bet on Michigan to win the title right now? Obviously I got Carlos. You guys in on this? I'm I think not, Georgia I'm, not, looks- I'm, not,
4: I'm not I'm not I think nope. Michigan I think Michigan's gonna crumble under this pressure, actually. I totally disagree with you. I think that what mm. we've seen from Harbaugh as a coach is in those brightest moments, I think his intensity Kind of takes his team out of these games, and I think that this thing may help them maybe through the Big Ten schedule. I think once it gets to the College Football Playoff, it's going to be a different ballgame. Yeah. Now you guys said a month with all these things swirling around, and it might be more difficult to garner that kind of you know you know frustration and garner that kind of like you know motivation from these allegations once the dust is settled. By then, we know probably what is going to happen. I think it becomes a different ballgame once it gets to the CFP.
3: But so you were saying that any. Regardless of the scandal, you would have bet against Michigan in the Final Four. I I think this Michigan I mean, team is a little different than these other Michigan teams. They're just so st- they're so deep. It's crazy. They like they have really really good players in the non skilled okay. positions.
2: I think that this is our next show bet, and it sounds like it's EJ and me against Perloff and Carlos. If Carlos, are you in no, on? Yeah, I'm Michigan? all in on this. Okay, so it sounds like it's two against two here because I don't think Michigan's winning the title either. At some I mean, point, obviously. this is going to come back. Not not come back, but at some point, I do think it's going to have an impact.
3: I can't bet against Georgia, but I mean, I, you got to give us odds though, because it's not, obviously it's not 50, 50 of them winning the title.
2: We'll work all those details out in the break. 855 cbs 855 Something tells me now it's going to be like Ric Flair related. Now the bet is going to have like a, a Ric Flair well, th- tinge to it.
3: I think we got to do the Penn State and Ohio State games. So you guys so confident that this thing is a distraction. They'll lose to Penn State.
2: I don't know about Penn State.
4: <laughs> See, I saw Drew Owl play.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. Oh, that's
3: throw not his. They the ball his, down
2: the field. That's
4: not his fault.
2: They, they it's not his the fault.
4: The Ohio
3: State game. Honestly, he's in third and nine every play. Show me one running play oh, that gets four he was
4: yards. Missing throws left and right. Yeah,
3: because he was, he was under pressure. Oh, I love Drew Aller. Give me him any day. It's the coaching and the running game is terrible. Anyway, go ahead.
2: Coming up, will we see history made in the NFL this season? And we're asking the tough questions about Deion Sanders. We're going to do all that next. Don't move. It's Maggie
0: and Perloff on. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect. Impress them
6: CBS Sports
3: Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. All right, where we are, we need help. We need your help, audience. We need to have a show bet on the future of Michigan football. I say they are all in. Accuse Jim Harbaugh of whatever you want. It's just going to make his team stronger. I think the Michigan Wolverines are very dangerous because of this cheating scandal. Not doomed because of the cheating scandal. I think they're actually a better team. Because Michigan, before, they they were getting the Final Four and they were losing games. Maybe this is a little push they need, believe it or not.
2: To turn heel. And they had one of the most notorious heels ever, Ric Flair, in the building yesterday. So this is the where we need your help and where we're a bit stuck. So EJ and I, are we're fading Michigan right now. We do not think they're going to win a game in the college football playoff. That by the time this scandal gets to... You know, January, you're not going to have that galvanizing, Mm. hey, everyone's a world's against us situation.
3: Why would you have it in January? I mean, people are going to be talking about this Michigan thing until then.
2: There might be a resolution by then. There might be some kind of, we might as a society move past it. You know, we're kind of quick to do stuff like that. So while it's burning (laughs) red hot right now, it might not be the same EJ and I don't think they're going to win a game in the college football playoff. You and Carlos Perloff, you do think that they are still extremely dangerous and will win a game in the college football playoff. So now what are the stakes? We are saying the loser has to dress like Ric Flair, but to Carlos's point, that's kind of a that's win. That's not a loss. That's Ooh. a win, baby. I know. That's kind of fun to dress like Ric Flair for the day.
3: I got to be honest. Woo! That Ric Flair robe, that's... To get one of those, that's going to cost a pretty penny. I'm not that's sure... What I was thinking about. I'm not that, sure that, we have the yeah. advertising to support a Ric Flair robe.
2: <laughs> I know. It's like Joseph and the Technicolor yeah. Dreamcoat. We don't have that kind of budget. You're right. I
3: think Darius Rucker bought one for $50,000 or something and that he has in his room now. Like, Ric Flair and his stuff memorabilia is very expensive can even you, a
2: knockoff rick flair is gonna cost us probably quite a bit um so, what's I, see the other, I, so, the so I see a
4: blonde wig
2: in
3: the future i'm
4: seeing a blonde wig yeah so i know i know maybe i'm kind of maybe we shouldn't be throwing this on the air i'm gonna do it anyway but i know we have we are going, going to have AEW people yes. on the show to this week and rick flair just signed with AEW uh last week is it possible we can get maybe rick flair to do one of his notorious, you know, knife-edge chops yeah. to the chest of the two people who are wrong in this.
2: I wonder. I mean, we do know some people at AEW. It's still a big—it's a big ass. That's
4: a big ass, I know. But— Or even if it doesn't have to be Rick, it could be anybody from AEW. Somebody
2: gives us—what's it called? What's The, this the sig-
4: knife-edge chop. So it's basically a hard slap. It's hard slap to the chest. Take a couple of those from Wardlow. Yeah, and it's Ric Flair, one of his signature moves. And, you know, most time when people— take that knife-edge slap, you know, Wick Flair, and your crowd goes,
7: woo Okay, and,
4: and maybe that would be a, a, a good punishment for whoever yeah, but loses you, in this. Can you do that to Maggie? I mean, women in wrestling have been taking knife-edge chops
2: <laughs> just I, in fine.
4: The, maybe we should have a maybe they, maybe we have a, a male wrestler and a, and a woman
5: wrestler <laughs> here to do it. Just designated choppers.
2: Man, yeah, that's a great question. In the year of our Lord, 2023, can I get the chop from uh, Ric Flair? I'm not sure how that's, that's going to go over point. with HR. That's a good point.
4: I didn't think about that. It's funny, if Randy Orton was here, he had no problem RKOing <laughs> well, anybody. Done it
2: <laughs> I know. I feel like at some point in my life, I might get RKO'd by Randy Orton. I've never met the <laughs> it's guy. It's very possible. It's just everyone walking on the street, we're all maybe about oh, yeah, to get we're, RKO'd. we're all vulnerable. Um, so,
3: by the way, and I'm, I obviously don't follow wrestling like you guys do now. Back in the way, back in the day when I would buy... Every month, the wrestling magazine, he was a figure four leg lock guy. Does he still do the figure four? I
4: mean, he doesn't I, really wrestle, though he's going to try to wrestle again. But, yes, that is his, that is his finishing move. The figure yeah. four
2: Wait, they signed him to wrestle?
4: He, they signed him, and then he said that he got clearance from medical to take bumps again, which yeah. is insane because, as we just talked about, he almost died yeah. like four years
5: it's ago. It's going to be the slowest bump of all time.
4: Do
3: you guys have? Do you guys have brothers? Have you all tried the figure four on your brother? I know your brother's. I have
5: figure four. My brother. I've
3: I've tried it and I don't. I still. I've I've studied it in depth. I don't. I think it's all made
4: up. I don't even think it's a real thing. Growing up, uh, one of my elementary school friends, he knew how to lock in the figure four leg lock, and I thought he was gonna break my leg. Like so, he got
5: it. He he knew how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was scary. Yeah, my brother complained of back pains for like a week.
2: Wow. I never got the finger for a leg lock. I'm a little sister, so I got the camel clutch. Yeah, I camel was clutch. put in many camel clutches. Camel
3: clutch Yeah, I mean that's an Iron easy cheek. submission.
2: <laughs> yeah. well, I was I yeah. was night night. I would always <laughs> try I wasn't f- getting out of that. I tried
3: the finger four of my little brother David, and we just be sitting there with our legs crossed. <laughs> my mom and i would be like, What are you guys doing? Uh it's a wrestling move <laughs> and there'd be no She's pain like, on sure? his end whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, you know what? Uh what, what's that sergeant slaughter move? That's the one I could execute.
2: And the biggest yeah. the Cobra
3: Clutch. The, the clutch, oh, yeah. Right,
2: the, the biggest fights in our home, and I don't know if this is a little outdated, but maybe not. The biggest fights in our home forever was who gets to be Mario and who gets to be Luigi. Because mm. I'm the little, so That's I would always have to, to be Luigi, yeah. but everyone wanted to be Mario and that was it. Like that was I mean, that was our Vietnam right there, you know? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> <Who> almost... <laughs> got to be Mario and Luigi.
4: We had a similar thing, but it was it was Sonic and Tails. Yeah. That same. was another one where it was like who wanted to be Tails?
5: she was mostly nobody. Yeah, but tails can fly. See, Mario and Luigi at least was like the same person. That's true. Sonic and tails had different powers, so being tails was it was an honor.
2: It's not the same. Mario's got some kind of magic. No, Mario's got some kind of magic that they're not telling us. He had to
5: literally carry Sonic. Tails was a one. You Andrew, guys are missing a boat on tails.
2: Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Save us, bogish
5: Yeah, I'll try. Uh, in retrospect, this was the only
7: scoring the Chargers needed against the Jets on Monday Night Football.
6: 37-year-old Thomas
5: Morstead will get the high, long snap and a right-footed punt is sent down the far side backpedaling as davis the catch on a squat at the 12 breaks a tackle 15 up the middle of the 20 breaks a tackle 30 foot race to the 40 down the near side 50 on the
1: numbers the 40. he's gonna go the 20 the 10 they'll chase him but they will
8: not catch him it's a pump return touchdown 87 yard return
7: and in a little creepy fashion, the play is on is on our TV right now, and it was perfectly yeah. synced with Kevin Harlan's call. That I thought odd. you did that. No,
2: <laughs>
3: I, that's weird. That's a
7: weird. total
2: coincidence. The Harlan's call started, and the play started on the TV, and they were exactly the same. Was, uh,
3: was it Thomas Morse said uh, having his moment of fame too? The Jets punter. How many t- punts did he have last week?
2: Well, there were twenty four punts <laughs> last <and> last week's <laughs> yeah. game.
3: And what or was
2: 27 it? Twenty seven. And how many? Twenty four know, is time. right.
3: How People, many did yeah. he have last night? Uh, there um, were
2: 12 punts in the game last night, I believe. Yeah,
3: so I think he cost himself by punting to the Chargers guy. sounds he like had,
2: he's out on IR.
3: Uh, they kept talking about him last night like he was some sort of folk hero, and that's a that bad time when your punter is a folk hero on your team. <laughs> he, had seven, he had seven
4: punts last night of 352 yards.
7: Well, all the Jets had after the Giants game was basically field goal kicking and punting. So they made Morstead their hero. That was their only option a week ago. Uh, that one last night, Darius Davis, 87-yard return, just 145 into the game. The Chargers did do some more scoring, but only allowed six points. They took the ball away three times. They sacked Zach Wilson eight. Joey Bosa had two of them. His team is now one-two in a row. It feels great.
5: Uh, I think the energy is good. The mindset was really good the last couple weeks, especially following a couple tough tough losses. Um, I think we're
7: heading in the right direction. We just have to keep with it. It was a 27-6 final. Austin Eckler scored twice on the ground for L.A. Not surprisingly, the Vikings are prepping Josh Dobbs to start Sunday against the Saints, and Taylor Heineke gets the nod again for the Falcons' against the Cardinals. As you guys were discussing earlier this hour, the Big Ten has informed Michigan that punishment's possible for its alleged illegal sign-stealing and off-campus scouting. This a procedural move as part of the conference's sportsmanship policy. The school must file a response by tomorrow. The NCAA has joined Central Michigan's investigation of Connor Stallion's possibly being on their sideline for their September 1st opener with Michigan State. And speaking of Sparty, Tom Izzo's fourth-ranked team losing on opening night to James Madison, 79-76. In overtime, it's the Duke's second-ever win over a ranked opponent. It's Izzo's first-ever loss at home, in November, women's number one, LSU, stunned at home by number 20, Colorado, 92-78, Angel Reese, 15 points and 12 boards in defeat. From the NBA, we told them it wouldn't work. They didn't list in the Clippers, dropping James Harden's debut, 111-97 at the Garden. Harden, 17 points, six assists in 31 minutes.
8: I feel kind of weird out there, but you know, just not really having a preseason game or... An opportunity to participate in the full training camp. None of that. It was just out there just basically winging it.
7: The Knicks got 20. <laughs> Hasn't
2: <laughs> he been there for like a week? did yeah. they have like three practices?
8: No, he's the
7: Josh Dobbs of the <laughs> NBA. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> Which one's less, Kawhi? Less success. Uh, the Knicks got 27 from Julius Randle, 26 from R.J. Barrett. I wouldn't know that though because well, I wasn't invited to the game. I only read about it after the fact. Uh, the Sixer win streak, unfortunately, is five after a 146-128 decision over the Wizards. Joel Embiid had 48 points, 29 of them came in the third quarter when he didn't miss a shot. 10 from 10, 4-10 from the field, nine of nine at the line. Giannis had 36 and 12. As the Bucks outscored the Nets 129 125, and the Pacers got Rick Carlisle's 900th career win, 152 111 <laughs> over the Spurs. That matches Indy's single game record for scoring. Victor webbanyama had 13 3 of 12 shooting. What a did month.
2: Did you see the 1 3 he hit basically from the logo?
7: I did not see that.
2: Webinyama hit, not from the logo, but like from one Webinyama step, which is by like three human <laughs> steps up from the logo. Wow. Hit a 3.
3: I saw he got his shop blocked in a big way last night, which is insane. How does that happen? <laughs> no work of the year for him.
2: Uh, You're
3: not going to have to drive San Antonio with me. It's starting to fall apart. (laughs) Oh, no, this is out. He's starting to fall apart.
2: It's going to (laughs) be...
7: I might drive next to you (laughs) and try to push you off the road at this point.
2: (laughs) Focus is going to track your every move. (laughs) Uh,
7: What a Monday it was for hiring a manager. The Cubs won the Craig Council sweepstakes, a reported five-year $40 million deal, plus the dirty firing of current manager David Ross. Without counsel, the Mets are hiring Yankee bench coach Carlos Mendoza and the Guardians go with Steven Vogt, who was catching for the A's just two seasons ago. And on ice last night, the Panthers wasted an early 3 nothing lead, then beat the Blue Jackets 5-4 in overtime. The game winner from
3: Carter Verhage. Maggie, back to you. Bokers, I have a question. You. Yes, sir. Before we... I do not want to open this can of worms because I'm hearing the energy around the building. I don't care what the Mets are doing a manager, but why are the Chicago Cubs paying a manager when the entire league knows that the general manager is all that matters in baseball? I do not understand this Craig council phenomenon.
2: What
4: is
3: he going to do as a manager? that's going to make any difference if your team's not good. I
2: just, I forgot all the championships that Craig council was leading the brewers to and their president, David (laughs) Stearns, who was also like a major commodity that the, that the Mets did end up hiring. But like, I don't know. This yeah, Craig what, Council uh, thing was
5: a little surprising. Carlos, why were you raising it? Like, why are the Cubs happy about this Craig Council thing? Because I don't... David Ross was two weeks away from taking his team to the playoffs and he blew it with his bullpen managing.
2: I'm just happy that it's no longer Ross. Wow.
5: But, but why the highest
3: paid manager for Craig Council?
2: I don't. I, this whole Craig Council thing. Again, like it, it, I don't know if it went over my yeah. head because I feel like I'm a baseball fan. I just didn't understand that he was the second coming of like Tony Larusa. I don't, I don't get it.
3: Yeah, and I was actually disappointed to find out that the Mets did not hire Ramiro Mendoza, the former Yankees. just <laughs> <laughs> had okay. to explain that to me. It, it,
2: it came down to the two. <laughs> it was a bake off between Ramiro Mendoza and Carlos Mendoza.
3: Okay, I have to ask: Are Mets fans okay with this hire? They or are this? not. No. no. No, oh, yeah, I, I noticed that on Twitter.
4: Okay, yeah. no, no,
2: did not get met with a resounding. It, yeah, it
3: hiring plus. from the
4: Aaron Boone coaching tree
3: yeah, seems like, like, like Aaron a terrible idea. Manager in New York. Yeah, <laughs> I
4: think indifference was the
3: best response. It's they the nerdy GMs who win stuff. Yeah, it's that's not, not
2: helping the Mets either. Um,
5: but <laughs> it's your best chance.
2: The Cubs. The Cubs situation is was a little bizarre. I, I didn't know that the Cubs fans were that fed up. With David Ross, I... a lot of hatred for him. Okay, well, great.
5: By... and it's crazy because he was he was a beloved player. Yeah, but that he, happens. He could not
7: manage. But no, but nobody managed their bullpen well. They weren't supposed to be good this year, and they were in position to make the playoffs. Maybe yeah, because it, David Ross, their manager, the
5: playoffs getting
7: swept by Colorado. Like it was a it was a terrible hey, stretch. Colorado, you were here yesterday. Colorado's got a Gold Glove winning center fielder. You can <laughs> lose
4: three oh, games. Yeah. The update yesterday. Come
7: yeah. on, come on, Bennett Doyle brenton doyle yeah brenton sure. doyle <laughs> <laughs> yes
5: yeah. tells our, you everything you need to know about colorado
7: our
2: favorite player bogus thank you so much we're looking for some stakes here on our new bet show bet ej and myself versus perloff and carlos uh this is will michigan win a college football playoff game
7: the winner gets me if it's you youtubers know, two versus two <laughs> the win Hang in the balance
2: The loser. We need like stakes here for the loser. Spencer Speaks says the loser has to dress as Vince McMahon with the mustache.
4: That is. Oh, that's pretty bad. That's (laughs) that is not like dressing like Ric Flair. That is not fun. And you got to. I mean, and Vince has been walking around with a cane. I assume we got to get a cane too. The whole thing. I. I, That's rough. The mustache is fine. I. I think
3: a blonde wig is in. In that player. seems fun, though. Yeah, no, I know. But I want to do that. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: I don't want
3: to dress the Vince McMahon. <laughs> it's because Pauloff already
0: has a lot There's so many outs
3: getting... on this Michigan <laughs> yeah, you <know>, <laughs> just,
2: just got deal to on that.
3: that. The problem just, with this Benet, places to wear it. Michigan could lose to Penn State. They could lose to Ohio State. They could get knocked out. They could not be in the Big Ten title. Again, there's too many outs on this
4: one. I, no, but you're saying that they're going to win a championship. So yeah. we're just saying they're not going to win a playoff I, I,
3: game. I'm saying of the bets, I think this is a good, you could win some money because you got the championship. You, you're not going to, you get a plus odds. You could do something here. Uh, I'm nervous. Okay. I'm not wearing the Vince McMahon mustache. That's a fate worse than keep, anything.
2: Keep them coming with the ideas because clearly we need some. 855 212 cbs eight five five two one two four two two seven. 212 Okay. Coming up, we've been... Teasing it and talking about it, we'll pay it off next. Uh, big questions we're asking about Deion Sanders. Uncomfortable once about him as the head coach of Colorado and the old X's and O's portion of this whole thing. We'll get to that in a moment. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. This is Rick Flair related, I'm assuming. Okay.
4: Yeah, I was going to ask, but I didn't <laughs> want to sound uncool.
2: Well, I mean, it's Space Odyssey 2001, but yes.
4: Yes, this is Ric Flair's entrance music.
2: Cool. Cool. Ric Flair was in Michigan yesterday, uh, or earlier this week, I guess. The ultimate heel showing up to galvanize a program that is now turned heel with the sign stealing scandal. Let's get to our Daily Dion.
8: Daily. Daily? Do you believe in that? Dion. Oh, oh,
2: oh. You believe in that? The show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and want out, you got to contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Well, Deion Sanders taking some criticism. He changed offensive play callers, Perloff, before their latest loss. Here is Dion. Was not interested in answering a question about what former offensive coordinator Sean Lewis did wrong to lose the play calling responsibilities
8: we're not going to demean sean Lewis, sir we're not going to do that we're not going to take that tone. sean is a, a a good man he's a uh, i think he he's a good play caller uh, we just needed change at the time we just needed to try something else at the time and uh that's what we did and i don't look back on it i don't uh, second guess myself whatsoever because it's more to it than what you may know okay so Let's just trust the process. Let's okay. just trust the process.
2: There you go. More uh, <laughs> Dion saying that detractors are leaping to conclusions about his decisions and they don't know the facts.
8: I'm not going to disclose all my thoughts, man. I mean, my thoughts are my thoughts. I'm not going to disclose when I make a decision to do something. Just know that I made the decision and I don't stumble or stutter on it and I'm not looking back. It is what it is and that's what it's going to be. I make a decision to help this team win. You guys don't know all the intangibles in it. you just from the out looking from the outside of the crib looking in. I got 10 windows and you can't even see in the house, but you're making conclusions on what I should and shouldn't I do. All right. Yeah, Maggie. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? Jeez, You're so- not in
2: the crib. Sorry, De'Aaron. Stop I- making
3: conclusions.
2: Well, I mean, it, it didn't, if not look like a panic move. <laughs> I mean, when you change offensive play callers midway through the season, but at the same time, I can understand why he did. Now, there's been some things that just have been unsolvable for the Colorado Buffaloes this year. First and foremost, how to protect Shador Sanders. He, can, he keeps taking sack after sack. I mean, if this young man actually finishes the season with all of his internal organs intact, it's going to be a minor miracle.
3: Yeah, but they build an O-line out of nowhere, so that's obviously a problem. Also, Shador is not afraid of glory. That guy will hold on to the ball forever, so that's ridiculous. To blame Sean Lewis, to me, was a revelation this yeah. year. I thought he was, did one of the great jobs early in the season. It's insane. First of all, it's insane that this program has a former NFL play caller sitting there to to come in and and call plays. But, no, Lewis is unfairly getting blamed here. I thought he's done a great job all year.
2: Well, the other part, too, is I think Dion didn't do him a lot of favors there because he didn't just say, oh, we need a new voice. It was like there's things going on behind the scenes that you're not privy to. It's like, well, what? Now I'm curious. If you had just said, oh, you know, things weren't working, we want to change up the voice, or we need to change up our communication or whatever – you're, you totally understand it. But now they've lost three in a row. Yeah, Obviously, they've lost uh, five of their last six. They have Arizona at Washington yeah. State and then at Utah. This is a team that's four and five, two wins away from being bowl eligible, and I don't think they're going to get there.
3: Yeah, I mean, Arizona's on a heater right now. At Washington State, Washington State's completely crumbled, yep. much like Colorado. And then Utah, That I mean, listen, Utah is not really Utah right now. Possible, It's going to be hard to get two wins. So what happened? Is this going to be a successful year if they don't make a bowl? I think it's still successful. I think we we unfortunately raised the bar so high on what Dion was doing. This is a, somewhat of an experimental year. We've never had a transfer team like this.
2: Yeah, no, I think, I think he's already, you know, exceeded expectations. They got to four wins. They got to the over for what Vegas thought. My question more is about, okay, so you got the first year at this FBS level and you had all these transfers. You were able to bring in this top-tier talent as assistants, and I have no doubt Dion will continue to be able to do that. But I'm wondering, is Dion actually a great coach, a great motivator? He's obviously, you know, a CEO-type running the program, and maybe that's all you need. But this team is still undisciplined. As I said, they still can't block. They still shoot themselves in the foot. They have not really improved – much i mean granted the competition also got a lot harder as the season has gone on but i don't see these big major improvements but maybe that's just me i don't see him as like this x's and o's tactician huh
3: that's but. weird you're saying that dion is not an x's o's tactician considering he was doing 36 hours of media a week <laughs> and five national commercials <laughs> in the first three weeks you don't think he was staying up late watching tape how logistically could that be possible? When we saw him on TV, twenty four hours a day, he obviously wasn't in a tape room. I that's why he hired amazing coaches all over. If anything, Dion's coaching ability was the ability to attract the highest end coaches possible and recruit
2: the great players. Like, yeah, and that's college football. But at yeah. some point, don't you have to be like out strategize somebody oh, at any point?
8: Because
2: he's he's like. You know, in some ways, like the buck stops with you as the head coach. There's boneheaded decisions being made in these Colorado games, and Dion's owned some of it. He's not shying away from that. But you know, some of the stuff you got to override your assistant coaches, isn't that why you're the head coach?
3: Well, is college football though? Do you think a college football coach is like that? Maybe that's more of an NFL thing. The great college. Coaches of all time, I don't think of them as X's and O's experts. I mean, yeah, you have like the Urban Meyer offense, but. Nick Saban defense? I mean, he The Nick a, Saban de- Yeah. is it more about Jimmy's and Joe's than X's, X's O's. and O's as well? But, but the, no, no, no. The, uh, but Nick, to me, it's Nick Saban is building a culture. That's what I think. And Urban Meyer did this too. It's a culture of winning that's not really an X's and O's thing. I don't think of Nick Saban's an, the best X's and O coach because he brought in all those offensive geniuses to help too. He just, you get into that Alabama practice and you're at practicing like a pro from day one. To me, that's what Dion does. He brings sort of a winning culture more than x No one thought Dion was the x guy. No, guys. but at
2: some point, it's like end the game decisions and some of that strategy. I I don't feel like it's unfair to ask the head coach to be that guy, but maybe I'm wrong.
3: I mean, it was Bobby or Joe Paterno, or maybe Bo Schembechler? When you think of them, do you think, oh, my God, they're going to out-strategize you, or are they just going to build a winner from – there's so much more in college football coaching. So I think Dion even without being next to those guys can be an, a great coach. Yeah. I and mean, there's so many things he does that, but he brought in Sean Lewis and now Shermer. Shermer is very high end for an interim college football coach at a four win Colorado team. I mean, where did that guy come from? Who else is there? Do they have other former NFL guys all over the assistant staff?
2: I think Dennis Thurman is there who was get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dennis Thurman is on the staff who was obviously Raiders jets,
3: so if Dion is not a great coach, he's going to the Big I'm Twelve. I'm sorry,
2: Ravens. I say Raiders. They're Ravens. going to the
3: Big Twelve next year. Do you think that that could be a limit of where he can take a program? What do you mean? Like if he say he's not a great X's and O's coach, does he well, have to there develop will be a ceiling on? This. Does he have to develop? And see, I don't think so. I think he can get enough help there that if he can do the great Dion things, he can build a champion. Especially in the Big Twelve, will be a little easier.
2: Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two. Four two two seven. coming up. Got a little more clarity on the Aaron Rodgers timetable. Might not be long before we see Rodgers suiting up for gangrene. Wow. To that in a minute. Don't move. Maggie Pearl off CBS Sports Radio.